Welcome back to About Her Brand, the podcast that's all about the business of growing your business. I'm Tisha. I'm a lead consultant with Rarity Creative Co., a company that exists for the sole purpose of helping you to deliver the right message to the right market. Listen, today I want to talk to you about something that's going to sound like it's all the way in left field, but I promise you, if you hang in there with me, you will walk away from this time with a new perspective. I want to talk about pigeon racing. Let me show you something. So this right here is my husband's book. He has a, you can kind of see behind here, there used to be a company called Doves Above. We used to have white birds that we released at weddings, funerals, and other special occasions. Now we have racing pigeons. So his loft is called Red Wing Loft. It was established in 2021, so he's been doing it for about three years. I go to these meetings with him, and if I get technologically savvy enough, I'll put up some pictures. Matter of fact, what I'll do is I'll post some pictures on our website. So you'll go over to the website and you'll see them. The website is Rarity, R-A-R-I-T-Y, Creative, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E, co, C-O, dot com. I go to these meetings with him, and they are um, pigeon club meetings. And they're always super interesting. There's like the United Nations of people at these meetings because pigeon racing is a multicultural sport, okay? Um, it's also a multi-generational sport, and there are men and women who compete against each other, um, which is really spectacular to see because you've got people from all walks of life and their sole objective is to have the fastest pigeon to make it back home. So I go to these meetings and um, I go with my husband sometimes when he crates the birds to send them out on races. And I just watch, I'm very observant. And I've picked up four things, probably more than four, but four that I wanna share with you today that really are um, very adjacent to the business world. And if we put them into practice, we could really make strides in our own profession. So the first one is the importance of recruitment. So these pigeon clubs, like I said, they, they span generations, they span culture, they span, um, they span resources. So, you know, wealthy people from down to just your everyday average guy or gal is racing these pigeons. But one thing's for sure is that they've got to always be recruiting because you can't have a race if you don't have anybody to race against. So even in business, it is important that you always have a mindset of recruiting. You're always strategizing to gain customers. You're always strategizing to bring in the best, you know, into your business, the best talent and the best support staff into your business to ensure that you're able to provide services or, or the, um, the, the product that your business offers to your customer. So really having that, that top quality, that top tier recruitment um, into this, this club. And one of the things that I found so interesting was that these clubs recruit competitively. They don't just, they, there are some clubs where everybody's welcome and Hey, you can all come. There are other clubs where they want you to be serious about this thing because when they race against you, they want to race against you. And they want to know that you're putting in the investment, the intention in order to get the outcome of a win so that if they beat you, they know they really beat you. So that's the first thing. Um, if you don't recruit, of course you die. So like I said, if they don't, if they're not always bringing in new people to these clubs, the club fizzles out and there's nobody to race. And ultimately the sport would die 
if there wasn't strong recruitment. So recruitment is key. The second thing is the role of training and preparation. Now here's the interesting thing. When you train a racing pigeon, it's a process. So, you know, these, these guys and gals, they actually breed these birds. These birds are very well taken care of. They have beautiful lofts. They eat well. Um, you know, they're shielded from predators in as much as we're able. But they also have to be trained. And their training consists of allowing them to do something they love doing, which is flying. And by nature, these pigeons are, are, are kind of oriented to always come back to where their, their home is. So the training process looks like this. They start off and they go a little ways out and then the pigeons come home and then they take them out a little further and then the pigeons come home and then they take them out a little further and the pigeons come home. And this training is important for several reasons. First of all, it builds stamina and endurance. Stamina and endurance. It teaches those birds how to maintain the course while they're flying. So it teaches them how to observe terrain and be able to identify how to make it back to home base, to see where key points are along different routes to be able to navigate their way back home. It also teaches them how to ward off and avoid predators. Because listen, there's some predators out there that are trying to get these pigeons. They are really great um, snacks for hawks, for owls. Um, for a fox if they sit on the ground too long. So, you know, these birds have to learn how to survive. Now, let's relate that to our businesses. Training builds endurance. So the more you train, the more endurance you have, the better you get at what it is you're doing, the farther you're able to go in your business, and you always know where home base is when you need to go back to it. Training is crucial. I'll tell you this, listen, I am constantly picking up a book to read. I read any, or I'll read, you know, magazines, I'll read newspaper articles, I'll read Facebook articles, I'll go and read online articles. I will even read, I love books, I'll read um, books specific to my industry, sp specific to branding. I'll even pick up a textbook. Like I've got downstairs a really great um, business growth and development textbook that's a college curriculum textbook downstairs that I'm reading through. You need to always, always be training in your craft because if you don't, you'll, you won't be able to keep up with industry standards. You won't be able to, you won't have anything to offer your customer in the future if you're not training right now. Also, you've got to, so you, you need that endurance. You need to be able to recognize home base and you've got to be able to ward off those predators and you don't develop that muscle if you're not training. So yeah, that's the second thing. Okay, so third, let's talk about collaboration among competitors. So I told you, you know, they're always recruiting and that these pigeon clubs really want you to be involved in the sport. They want you to be actively trying to win. They don't want it to just be, you know, something that you just do on a Saturday um, to leisurely watch the birds come in. That's great and you should enjoy the sport, but you should be in it to win it. And when they identify somebody who's in it to win it, when I tell you there's a camaraderie in this competition, they're on the phone and they're calling each other, you know, because they've got these these um, digital pads that clock the birds when they come in and they send the results to everybody in real time. They're on the phone calling each other. Hey, your birds look great. You really did a great job this week. Or, you know, you got a target on your back now because everybody sees you're, you're killing it. Or, hey, what's going on with your loft? You're, you're lagging in time. Did you lose your birds? Like, what's going on? There's this this communication that takes place between what what other people may view as competitors, but it's friendly competition. 
It's friendly competition. And it, it also drives the point home that um, you can communicate with your competitors and be cordial and you can still want to win. And you don't have to be nasty if you lose. Now, I've seen some nasty losers in pigeon racing um, that accuse people of cheating and, you know, do all the things. But I've also seen those people who, when they lose, they're very congratulatory to the winner. And, you know, they're asking for tips. Like, what did you do to be able to make sure that your birds could handle that headwind? And then I've seen some very gracious winners who very easily share those tips. I say this to everybody in business. Don't always view your competitor as your enemy. View your competitor as someone who, if you really strategize, not only with them, not only against them, but with them, that you can truly learn and sharpen your skill set. Listen, competition should not breed enemies. It should breed innovation. You should look at your competitors and you should always be looking at how you can innovate. And they should be looking at you in the same way because that competition breeds that 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 looking and and wanting to build greater and build better and and wanting to win that drive to win breeds new ideas it breeds new habits it breeds new opportunity it breeds innovation and so we got to stop looking at our competitors as our enemies i have seen these guys um literally like when they identify that there's somebody in these races who's really taking this sport seriously I've seen these guys say, hey, listen, I've got a bird I want to give you. Because remember I told you they breed these birds. They'll say, I've got a champion bird I want to give you. I want you to breed this bird because next year I think that with your training, you're really going to give me somebody to go up against. Um, and I've, I've observed them do this and not looking, thinking I got to keep my best birds for myself because if I don't, I'll, I'll, ne I'll, I'll just always lose. They're looking, thinking it's not a win if I don't really have somebody to compete against. So that is how they view that. The other thing that I observe is that when it comes to competition, there's actually this teaching that is going on with the, t the tr tricks and the tips. And there's this, um, there's this real um, sharing of knowledge and information that happens amongst these p pigeon racers with, with the quality ones where there's like this it's, it's, it's almost like that Bible scripture where it says iron sharpens iron, where their club just gets better and better because, you know, it's broken down. You've got the individual racers that are segmented into a club, and then you've got the clubs that are in a combine, which is made up of a, of a bunch of different clubs, and then multiple combines, and then it just goes on and on. And so when your club is good, your club stands out. Your club stands out. So can you imagine if, if a lot of people just started kind of networking together and, hey, what I'm not good at, maybe I'll pass that to you. And what you're not good at, maybe you'll bring that to me. And maybe we'll teach each other and learn so that we can develop these these niches in our in our business. But always understanding that, you know, there's a respect amongst each other. And, and yes, we're all going after business, but there's enough business for everybody. And these guys all want to win. But, hey, may the best bird win. Here's another way I've seen them collaborate. There's some races where we will, um, my husband's loft is actually receiving birds from other people, other racers. And this is, this is their thinking. I've got some great birds. You really seem to have some great training. I want to see what my great birds and your great training can produce in, in terms of wins. So they'll send their birds, these really awesome birds. They'll send them here. He'll raise them, train them, and then fly them. And then when those birds win, they split the pot. 
if there's a pot to be split. So this collaboration just blows my mind when I see them doing this. And it, it really invigorates me in my business and, and makes me want to duplicate that in my business. Fourth and finally, what I have observed from pigeon racing that I, I can apply to business is the aspect of secession planning. So preparing for retirement and secession planning. I told you there's, you know, some guys who will say, hey, I've got a good bird. I want to give you one of my good birds so you can breed it. There are guys who've been in this game for 40, 50, 60 years, and they're, you know, on the other side, and they just kind of want to bring up the next generation of racers. Again, understanding that if they're not recruiting, if they're not teaching, if they're not bringing along this generation, the sport dies, right? And so these guys will literally begin to tell all of their knowledge. They'll begin to share all of their resources. They'll teach you how to put your loft together. They're, they they literally take you under their proverbial wing and mentor you to, to allow you to glean from their learned experience and their knowledge so that you can then grow from where they are instead of having to start from point A. Can you imagine in business if we really took these mentorship opportunities and, and they function like that? Like I'm going to take all of what I've gained over the last 20, 30, 40 years. I'm going to give you as much as you can grab hold of and you get to build from my experiences. You get to grow from where I'm leaving off instead of having to start at point A. Just awesome. You know, when I'm telling that story, I'm thinking about this guy. His name is Wayne. He's an older guy in the club. He's a veteran in the club. And that just makes me think about him when I think about that. He has taken my husband literally under his wing and said, I'm going to teach you what I know. And he's not just done that for my husband. He's done that for several of the guys in the club. So, you know, there's a converse to this point or another side of this coin, which is that in order for somebody to want to do that, you have to be the kind of person who they can teach. You have to be teachable. You have to be teachable. And I watch my husband in his club and he listens and he's patient and he's coachable. And so it's very easy for people to mentor him and to help him get better and better and better. To that point, back to the handy dandy book really quickly. Let me show you this. Um, it's a real sport. It's serious business. So you can see he's got first class, first place diplomas, second place birds. This is a big deal. Like this is a big deal for him to be in his 30 year flying and to be doing this well. And look, he's got, these are just some of them. He's got a whole slew of these diplomas that he hasn't even pocketed yet. So, you know, there's, this is, this is how they gauge their wins in the pigeon world. In the business world, we gauge our wins through clients. I can guarantee you, if we apply these four principles in our business, we will begin to see a return in terms of our clients. Our clients will start adding up like these awards in this book. Um, you know, listen, I want to give everybody an opportunity to get information and to share information because I want you to share as much as you get, which is why we've got the Rarity Creative Co. beta community launching next month. If you are interested in coming into this community, it's a free community. It is by application and and um, the applications will be reviewed and you'll be invited to participate if you're if if the people reviewing the applications feel like you're kind of in that in that top tier of of owners who just really is about their business those applications are going to be reviewed you'll be invited into this group where you're going to be able to glean from other entrepreneurs 
You're going to be able to share your experiences and we're going to have that forging going on. We're going to be able to implement these four tactics into our businesses to really see them just grow and blossom. Again, I want you to remember always, I try to leave this with you at every podcast. I am a brand development specialist. I believe that that is one of the most crucial aspects of creating a sustainable business is to have a clear and well-defined brand. You need to know who you serve, know how you serve them, and you need to be able to look cohesive while you're doing it. So if you need help with that, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Again, our website is rarity, R-A-R-I-T-Y, creative, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E, co, C-O, dot com. And on that website, you can find a community link. And if you go there and click on it, you can apply to join our beta community and become a part of these influential business owners who are sharing and receiving knowledge firsthand and able to put it into practice in their business to see phenomenal results. I hope that you will like, share, subscribe, follow, do all of the things, tell a friend to tell a friend, and make sure that you come back next week and check us out for another episode of About Her Brand, The Business of Growing a Business. Thank you.